0: Our first reading for today is Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the 15th chapter of John. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit... he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit we continue our recitation of the catechism with confession what sins should we confess before god we should plead guilty of all sins even those we are not aware of as we do in the lord's prayer but before the pastor we should confess only those sins which we know and feel in our hearts which are these Consider your place in life according to the Ten Commandments. Are you a father, mother, son, daughter, husband, wife, or worker? Have you been disobedient, unfaithful, or lazy? Have you been hot-tempered, rude, or quarrelsome? Have you hurt someone by your words or deeds? Have you stolen, been negligent, wasted anything, or done any harm. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today our catechism portion again focuses on confession. And, and of course when we think about confession, it's that we confess our sins. That's the first part of confession. Second part, we receive absolution, forgiveness, and We all love to hear that, and we should be reminded of that all the time. That's what our passage from uh, Psalm 32 in our Old Testament reading said today. Blessed is the one whose transgression, transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity. And that's an amazing thing for us to think about, that when God looks at us as Christians... He doesn't count our sin anymore. It's gone. Not because of our efforts, of course, but because of Christ. But Christ gives that to us. He blesses us with that forgiveness through confession. And that's when we realize it can be a bit painful. It can be hard to even confess our sins. Think about this. In our small catechism, we said that before the pastor if we did private, but even public, we confess those sins which we know and feel in our hearts. And Luther wrote, which are these? Well, consider your place in life according to the Ten Commandments. Are you a father, mother, son, daughter, husband, wife, or worker? Luther wants us to think, what are our vocations that we have in life? Which can be a lot. They, can, they vary throughout our whole days, don't they? And they change who we are, what Christ calls us to be in this world. It always changes. It's very different from what we were when we were infants versus maybe when we are very elderly and on our deathbeds. We still have vocations from God, but they are different. They're always changing, right? That's what Luther asks us to think about. But then he asks us this, to consider this. Have you been disobedient, unfaithful, or lazy? Have you been hot-tempered, rude, or quarrelsome? Uh, Yes, (laughs) right? Painful to think about that, right? Have you hurt someone by your words or your deeds? Painful. Because yes. Have you stolen, been negligent, wasted anything, done any harm? Yes. That's what I like about how, how Luther wrote this part on the confession. When we think about it, when we think about that law, The answer is, yeah, yeah, we've done that today, countless times, in my heart, countless times, all the time. And this reminds me of what Jesus said when he was talking about um, being the vine. He said, I'm the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. I think this is what Jesus is talking about when we're talking about confession and how hard it is. Think of it this way. Just think of pruning. We've all pruned something, a bush, a tree. We cut them, right? You shape a bush every fall. I always ask my wife, when do I cut that fall? It's always the same fall. You prune it. You cut it. Why? To make it stronger. But pruning is painful. You're actually cutting off a part of a tree. I know it doesn't have a brain. It can't feel it. But it's still a violent act. It's serious. It's severe. You're cutting it off. Why? To be cruel to the tree? Cruel to the bush? Mean to it? Mean to plants? No. No. You prune it, you cut it, cut off those dead parts to make it stronger. And I'm convinced that's what Christ does to us. When we consider our place in life, consider how we've sinned, consider how we've been disobedient, unfaithful, lazy, hot-tempered, rude, or quarrelsome. Hurt someone by words and deeds, stolen, been negligent, wasted anything, done any harm. And the answer is yes, yes, yes. And what does Christ do? He cuts that off of us. Cuts it off. How? Through the crucifixion. Not that we're crucified, although we are in a way. Christ is crucified in our place. Christ. Is cut off. You can literally say that Jesus Christ. Is the biggest pruning you'll ever see in this world. Because he didn't just have like a finger or a toe cut off for us. He had his life cut off for us. To make us stronger. So that when our sins are cut off of us as we confess them and are absolved, we're made stronger because we rely more and more upon him and his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead to give us strength to allow our heavenly father to do something that can be very painful sometimes and that's prune us. It has to happen, it should happen. It hurts, it's painful, it can be embarrassing sometimes. It's hard to admit when we're wrong. Not just to God, but to others and to ourselves. Hard to admit our sins sometimes, right? It's painful. It's cutting off. But that's okay. Because Christ has the greatest healing for all of us. Because as our Heavenly Father prunes us, cuts those sins away from us... He reinvigorates inside of us that life that we all have in Christ. And he brings us back to that life in Christ where we know that as these sins are cut off, we're not losing a part of ourselves. We're gaining more of Christ because he fills that void with himself. That's the wonderful, mysterious beauty we have as Christians in our lives in Christ. We don't become less. We become more. Because of Christ. And what he's done for us. And how, how when those sins are cut off of us. They are filled. That place is filled. With his forgiveness. His life. His mercy. And I pray that continues to happen. In all of us. As painful as it is sometimes. But still. What God the Father wants. Because in it. He's strengthening us. He's continuing to grow us from the cradle of an infant to the grave of an adult. He's continuing to strengthen us our whole lives. And he's doing that to prepare us all for that blessed everlasting life that we will all have in Christ one day and that we are already enjoying right now. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.